Welcome to the Frontline Podcast for Christian Men, a place where men can find encouragement and strength to remain standing when the battles of life are closing in all around. A place where men will hear honest truth that will equip them and arm them to keep fighting in faith against the enemy's daily opposition. Gentlemen, you and I have been enlisted by God in the spiritual war as good soldiers of Jesus Christ, and the enemy wants to steal your joy and rob you of your peace. He wants to divide and destroy your marriages and your families. He wants to distract you from fulfilling the plans and purposes of God. And with his accusations and lies, he will tempt you to give in to fear, doubt, shame, and condemnation. But today, gentlemen, we refuse to allow him to take the win. And today we will stand in the victory that the Lord has won for us. Gentlemen, my brothers in Christ, welcome to the front line. Attack the objective! Well, good morning, gentlemen, and welcome to the Frontline Podcast for Christian Men. It is December 22nd. That's right. You got three more days until Christmas. It's currently 4.53 a.m. Thursday, December 22nd. I am scheduled to go into work today, but after today, I'm starting my Christmas holiday time with my family. And so I wanted to get up extra early this morning so I could record a special podcast, kind of, I guess, sort of a Christmas, you know, a Christmas special edition podcast. But today's podcast is one that goes 365 days a year, uh, the message of it. But I want to get up to make sure I can record one more podcast until the new year. Uh, This will be the final one until the new year, which is not very far away. So don't worry. Don't be freaking out. Oh, I got to wait till the new year for another Frontline Podcast episode. (laughs) You're probably not. You're probably not saying that right now. You're probably not concerned about that right now. Uh, If you are, thank you. Uh, It's been great to, to hear from some new listeners of the podcast. Um, I've actually heard from two men from two different states in in America. Of course, I'm Canadian. So from below the border, from under the border, down south, I've heard the last month I've I've had two men named Eric and they've uh, both reached out to me, which is great. It's been great to connect with both of them. But what's interesting is that when I spell the the name Eric, it's E-R-I-C. And I've never once in my life, no word of a lie, never once have I seen the the name the name Eric spelled E R I C K. Throw a K on the end of it. But these both these men, Eric, uh, two different men, two different states, within the last month have reached out to me, and they have a K thrown on the end of their name, E R I C K. So that's really cool. I find that pretty interesting how, uh, you know, in a span of a month, I hear from two gentlemen with the exact same name spelt in a way that I've never seen before. So I don't know if there's something, there's some sort of deep meaning to that. Probably not, but just a cool coincidence. Um, so shout out to both of you, Eric's. Um, I just recently connected with one just this past week and it's been great uh, chatting with him and just been praying for him and for the listeners of the podcast. I do love to pray for 
the the gentleman for you listeners um i i really just i live my life by prayer um it's sometimes all i know and you know life life can really throw some some pretty tough curveballs our way and i don't know how to handle things i don't know how to deal with things um i've tried in my own strength multiple times throughout my my years and uh and have learned and I'm continuing to learn that the best way for me to um, respond to difficulties and challenges that come my way is by praying, by just casting all of my uh, cares upon the Lord. And so that's just what I continue to do each day, each moment, each circumstance. And so um, anyways, rambling on here but if you need prayer for anything gentlemen i'd love to hear from you and i will be praying for you and uh and also just feel that's a great segue into a little plug for uh the frontline men's zoom prayer if you haven't heard that's something i started about a month ago we've had four frontline men's uh prayer meetings on zoom and uh, it's been just great. It's been great seeing your your beautiful faces on the uh, Zoom big screen, and uh, we've just been a it's just been a great time to encourage each other as men to share some burdens. It's been a real a real blessing to see how all of the men who've joined uh, in the first four meetings um, have really opened up with each other and just shared struggles and burdens and and testimonies of what God is doing and, and what God has done in their lives. And I'm just so grateful for that. And, and then we just go into a time of prayer and we've all just prayed for each other and lifted each other up in prayer. And so if that's something that you would like to be a part of, uh, it, I will be starting that again in early January after the Christmas holidays. And it is something that I'm going to be doing weekly. Every Friday, 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time will be Frontline Men's Zoom Prayer. And uh, I just send the link out a few minutes before 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And uh, if you can join, man, you're, you are welcome. So just shoot me an email, standingonthefrontline at gmail.com. And uh, you can also connect with me on socials at The Frontline Man on Instagram and on Facebook. And uh, I'd love to hear from you and connect with you. So let me know if that's something that interests you as well. But again, it is Christmas. It's right around the corner. And uh, it's crazy right now. My brother and his wife and... Uh, my niece, their daughter, uh, literally right now, just about half an hour ago, they left their home in New Brunswick, Canada. So they're about 15 hours drive time away from where we are here in Ontario. And uh, it's clear, thank the Lord, it's clear out where they are. And it looks like clear travels weather-wise all the way for them, which is great. They got, my brother's crazy. He's like, he's either crazy or just really amazing. And I'll, I'll go with the latter. My bro's amazing. I love my bro. Uh, shout out to you, bro. Um, but he drives the entire trip, all 15 hours, one way. He just stops for uh, pee, pee breaks and coffee breaks. <laughs> and uh, while my niece sleeps in the back. And anyways, I, I've driven that. I, I've driven out there a couple times and uh, I, I cannot drive. I got to stop halfway in Quebec. So <laughs> props to you, bro. You're stronger than I am or crazier. But uh, anyways, they're traveling here now. They're joining us for Christmas. They're coming down for Christmas. And, uh, you know, I'll be home for Christmas. But they're coming home. It's going to be great. It's been about five years since we've been able to celebrate Christmas with them. 
And so we're excited now. I just I just uh, text my sister-in-law um, just that I'm praying for them and trusting. And that said, it looks like you're arriving uh, just before snow snowmageddon or snow snow apocalypse, <laughs> because in our area there's a winter storm watch. It just went up. Uh, they're expecting uh, through the night tonight uh, into the next three days, all through Christmas. Uh, we're getting like a winter storm. We're getting flash freezing. And uh, it's supposed to get like, I think, plus four or plus five today Celsius. And then it's dropping. And it's been like this crazy flash freeze overnight. And and just, you know, 15, 20, meter, 20 centimeters, not 20 meters, 20 centimeters of snow. And uh, the roads are expected to get just treacherous and whatever that word means, just really bad and whiteout conditions and snow accumulation. And I truthfully, like this is going to be difficult for for a lot of people traveling. So I'm praying and trusting that it's not going to get too bad, that people can still hit the road and go see their family for Christmas because that can be quite an inconvenience. Uh, It's but it's also kind of like exciting because like you see, this is like a Hallmark movie, Christmas Hallmark movie in the making. You know, you get snowed in for Christmas or or, you know, covered in snow for Christmas or trapped by snow for Christmas or, you know, romantic Christmas indoors or whatever you want to call that movie. It's kind of that is is in the making. Right now it's clear. And so I'll be going to work and uh, I'm not sure if I'll make it in tomorrow for our half day. We were supposed to have a half day tomorrow, but I'll let tomorrow come. But it's supposed to get quite bad out. But uh, we'll we'll see how it all unfolds over the Christmas holidays. Uh, saying all that, let's get today's topic. To, <laughs> I can't even talk. I'm so excited for Christmas. Let's get to today's topic, gentlemen. All right, already. I think we're just getting started. Uh, today, I want to talk uh, to you about Jesus. I remember growing up in in church. Um, my, my parents would ask me after, you know, church, so what'd you guys learn in Sunday school? And I'd be like, Jesus, you know, that'd be my go-to answer. And then the next week, what'd you guys learn in Sunday school? What'd you learn about in church? Uh, Jesus, right? And I guess there's nothing wrong with that. That's kind of a good thing. If you're going to be learning about something, it better be, you know, might as well be about Jesus. Uh, you know, the way, the truth, and the life, the Lord, the King, our great God, Jesus Christ. And so anyways, uh, today we're talking about Jesus and we are talking about the truth, gentlemen, that Jesus is king. That's right. He is the king. And of course, at Christmas time, uh, people who believe in Jesus and follow Jesus and people who do not believe and follow Jesus, they sing songs at Christmas time about Jesus, not just Jesus, but Jesus being the king. They actually sing these songs. Uh, a lot of them don't even know what they're singing. They're just singing it because, you know, it's the it's the thing to do at Christmas or it's playing throughout the mall or on their radio in the car while they're driving or whatever. And so, uh, but, but the world sings about Jesus being king uh, this time of year, especially this time of year. Uh, he is king every day of the year, uh, but he's more magnified as king uh, from many different people and many different perspectives uh, this time of year at Christmas. Uh, you know, you the, some of the Christmas carols, they, they talk about Jesus being king. And so, you know, you know this one here. Excuse me as I 
as I sing at 5.04 in the morning. Uh, actually, my voice might be a little bit better right now because you can hear my voice is kind of deep. You know how when you first wake up, it's kind of a deep, groggy voice? That's kind of how I feel. <laughs> so maybe this will work out for my singing, but hark the hair. No, it's not going to work out. Hark the herald angels sing glory to the newborn. That's right. King, right? Jesus, king, singing about the king. And then Noel, 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 born is the king of Israel. That's right. Born is the king. Another Christmas carol. One last one for you. Joy to the world. The Lord is come. Let earth receive her king. That's right. <laughs> king. What about jingle bells? Jingle bells. Jing- no, there's no, there's no reference to Jesus being king in that one. But a lot of Christmas carols talk about Jesus being king. And in fact, Jesus is king. So that's what we're talking about today on the podcast. Uh, I want to read a passage of scripture. Uh, It's uh, regarding the Christmas story. And it's found in Matthew chapter 2, verse 1 to 8. And I'm going to just read this. And you can just listen as you're driving, as you're working, as you're wrapping Christmas presents, whenever, wherever, however you're listening to this. Matthew chapter 2, verse 1 through 8. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, so there's another king, another reference to a king. You know, this is not this is not the king of kings. This is Herod the king. Uh, he he was also known as Herod the Great, but he's also known, in my understanding, as Herod the not so great king of Judea. Behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, "Where is he?" who has been born the king of the Jews, speaking of Jesus, the king of the Jews. For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled in all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. And so they said to him, in Bethlehem of Judea, for this is written by the prophet, but you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not are not the least among the rulers of Judah, for out of you shall come a ruler, capital R, ruler, speaking of Jesus, who will shepherd my people Israel. And then Herod, when he had secretly called the wise men, determined from them what time the star appeared, and he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go search carefully for the young child, and when you have found Jesus, bring back word to me so I can come and worship him also." Now, Herod did not want to worship Jesus, the newborn king. Herod was troubled. Herod was angry that there was word of a new king. And then he's like, no, no, I'm the king. There's not, there's not another king. There can't be two kings. I'm the king of the Jews. There's no other king. What, do you, what is this king, this newborn king that you're talking about? And so he's angry. And so now he's trying to set up this scenario where he can, in fact, kill Jesus, the king. That was what Herod wanted to do. But he lies and tells the wise men, let me know when you find him so I can also come and worship him. But his motive was he wanted to kill Jesus. And this is actually, gentlemen, 
uh, a real realistic picture of how most people on planet Earth feel regarding Jesus being king, Jesus being God, Jesus being the ruler of the nations. This is a picture of how most people look at him on, on planet Earth. They, they don't want to submit to a king. They don't want to obey a king. They don't want to praise and worship a king. They don't want to follow any king. They want to be king. They want to be praised. They want to be honored. They want people to obey and to listen to them. They want to call the shots in their own life, not have some king over their life call the shots. And that's the majority of people. So many people, they don't want to submit to a God, follow a king, like we as followers of Jesus have chosen to. We've chosen to put our faith in Jesus. We've chosen to lay our lives down by faith, pick up our cross daily and follow Jesus, our king. But most people want to be king, not follow a king. But Jesus came to earth to be king. Not just to be some cute little baby in a manger that we can sing about and talk about at Christmas time. He came to rule and reign as the king of the world. Now, the title king, it simply indicates somebody who has the power to exercise total and complete dominion over all his realm. And so you can understand why people, especially men in their arrogant pride, they can have this mentality and this desire to have total and complete dominion over their realm, over their money, over their job, over their family, over their house, over their toys, over their hobbies, over their their life. They want to be the king and the ruler and call all the shots over their life. But as Christians, God has called us to lay our life down and follow him and to allow Jesus to have all dominion and authority over our life as we follow him because Jesus is the king. Listen to John chapter 1 verse 1. This is the Christmas story of John. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God, and the word was God. And then verse 14 says, And the word, capital W, became flesh and dwelt among us. So we learn from John chapter 1, verse 1, and John chapter 1, verse 14, that the word, capital W, who was with God in the beginning and was called the word of God, that word became flesh and dwelt among us. This is speaking of Jesus. Jesus became flesh. He was known as the word before he became came to earth as a baby and as a man and was and was called Jesus. He was called the word in the beginning with God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory and the glory of of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So in the beginning, Jesus was called the Word. Listen to verse 2 and 4 of John chapter 1. He was in the beginning with God, and all things were made through Jesus, through him. And without Jesus, nothing was made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. So we find here in John chapter 1, verse 2 and 3, 2 to 4 rather, that In the beginning, Jesus was the word. He became flesh and he created all of creation. 
Did you hear that? Jesus is the creator. All Verse 3, all things were made through Jesus. And without Jesus, nothing was made that was made. There's nothing, gentlemen, that was made in all of creation that was not made but through Jesus. Jesus made all things. He is not only the king of all kings, the ruler of all rulers, the Lord of all lords, but Jesus, based on the Bible, in fact, is the creator of the world. He's the creator of all things. Listen to Colossians chapter 1, verse 15 to 17. This is amazing. I love these passages of scripture speaking about Jesus. This podcast is all about Jesus, the king. Amen. Also the creator. Colossians 1, 15 to 17. He, speaking of Jesus, is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. So yes, we understand that God the Father is invisible. We can't see God the Father. And we also don't see Jesus right now because he is in heaven in bodily form, ruling and reigning as as Lord, as God. He's in heaven. We don't see him either. And we don't see the Holy Spirit, but we sense the Holy Spirit. We feel the Holy Spirit. We are filled with the Holy Spirit by his power, by his truth, by the fruit of the Holy Spirit, like it talks about in Galatians chapter 5. But notice here that Jesus is the image of the invisible God. So if you want to know God, if people who are searching all over the place for God, if they want to know God, you need to get to know Jesus. And the way to get to know Jesus is read the Bible, read through the Gospels, read through the New Testament to learn about Jesus because Jesus is the image of the invisible God. Verse 16, Colossians 1, for by him, Jesus, all things were created. That's exactly what John chapter 1 talked about. Now it's written in Colossians chapter 1 by the Apostle Paul. For by him, Jesus, all things were created that are in heaven and on earth invisible and visible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities and powers, all things were created through him, Jesus, and for him. And he is before all things and in Jesus, all things consist. So notice that Jesus, the Bible teaches that Jesus created all things in heaven and on earth, all things that are visible and all things that are invisible. There are things in this world, in this universe that are, that we've not seen yet. There are invisible things that Jesus has created that we have not seen yet, but Jesus created them. It's amazing. Jesus is creator. Jesus Christ existed in the beginning as the word. He was with God the Father as the word. And then Jesus Christ is also the creator of all things, visible and invisible. Jesus Christ came down to earth as a full 100% man and 100% God. And Jesus Christ came as the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And notice that King Herod, in the first passage we read there, King Herod could not accept this. He could not and would not accept that he is not the ultimate king, but Jesus Christ is the king. And most people on earth also do not accept this. Notice John chapter 1, verses 10 to 12. He, speaking of Jesus, was in the world, and the world was made through Jesus, and the world did not know him. The very world that Jesus made 
did not know him. They didn't want to accept him. He came to his own and his own did not receive him. That's a picture of how it is today. Jesus Christ, fully God, fully man, full of grace and truth and mercy and faithfulness and love has come down to us as fully God. He showed us how to live. He paid the price for our sin. He died. He resurrected back to life again. The tomb where he laid is currently empty. His body cannot be found. People have been searching for, you know, decades and centuries for the body of Jesus. Never has his bones been found because they're not there. He rose back to life and he ascended to heaven where he rules and reigns. And one day he'll return to this earth to receive us to himself. And he's going to make a new earth and a new heavens. And that's the earth that we will rule and reign with Jesus Christ for all eternity. Amen. He came to his own people and his own did not receive him. But notice verse 12, but as many who received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, to those people who believe in his name. So not every human being on planet earth is a child of God. And some might sing that, some might write that in poetry, write that in a book and, and say that we're all just children of God. No, we're all made in the image of God, in the image and, and likeness of God. But we only become a child of God. We only become a son of God adopted into the family of God, the Bible teaches, when we put our faith in Jesus Christ, when we believe in him, when we put our faith in him, that he paid the price for our sin, that he's our Lord, our great God and our King, and that he's the only way, truth, and life, and that no one can get to the Father except through believing in Jesus, through Jesus, that he makes it possible for us to be redeemed, to have a right relationship with God. Those people who receive him and believe him, those are the ones that have the right to become children of God, the Bible says. Again, verse 11, he came to his own and his own did not receive him. Just like Herod, Herod did not receive him. Herod wants to kill, wanted to kill him. Many people would rather kill Jesus and have nothing to do with Jesus. Many people have literally, or have not literally, but have, you know, in their mind, in their belief system, in their heart, uh, in their words, they have literally cut Jesus off. They want nothing to do with Jesus because they want to be king. They don't want to receive Jesus. Our world does not want to receive Jesus as the king. They want nothing to do with Jesus the king. They they may, you know, especially this time of year, they might be okay with, you know, the baby Jesus in the manger because he's cute, right? Oh, cute little baby. Who could cut off a, a, a cute little baby? So yeah, you know, we can sing away in the manger. We can, we can, you know, play the song singing about Jesus in the manger, you know, oh, holy night, all these silent night. Oh, it sounds nice. You know, you know, there's, oh, there's Mariah Carey on the speaker in the mall while you're shopping. There's Mariah Carey singing about Oh Holy Night or, or all the, you know, all these, you know, secular artists who, who, who don't worship Jesus as their Lord and Savior and King. They, they'll, they'll have no problem singing about baby Jesus at Christmas time, but, but not King. Not as my king, not the king of my life, not the Lord of my life, not the ruler of every single area of my life, not God, not Lord, not king. The world rejected Jesus, the very creator of the world. He came to his own and they rejected him. 
much like people today in 2022. Look at it in Acts chapter 4, verse 11. Uh, Peter's preaching to the people of that time, and those people refused to believe in the authority and the power of Jesus. Uh, Peter and John saw a lame man who need heal- needed healing, and in the power of Jesus Christ, they they this man received healing through Jesus, through the faith of, of Peter and, and John. And, and people were, were angered by this and they wouldn't believe that Jesus was the reason for this. And Peter's like, it's Jesus, Jesus in the power of Jesus name. This man is healed. Not in my name. This is, this is the Christ. This is the Messiah. It's in the power and the authority of Jesus. that This man was healed. And look at it in verse Acts chapter four, verse 11. Peter says, for Jesus is the one referred to in the scriptures where it says, the stone that you builders are reject have rejected. The stone that you builders rejected has now become the cornerstone. Jesus Christ, whom you have rejected, is actually the cornerstone, the, the biggest stone, the strongest stone, the most important stone. You see, builders at that time would, would build structures with, with stones. And, and, you know, even the Bible refers to us as Christians as we are living stones, right? We're, we're building, God is building with us and building us as, as, you know, the kingdom of God. And, and we're all part of that work. We're all part of the kingdom work that God is doing throughout this world. And we're we're known in the Bible as as living stones. But Jesus is the cornerstone. You you see, every structure that they would build was made, of course, of, of, you know, thousands and thousands of stones put together like rocks and and boulders and stuff. But there was one uh, main fundamental foundational stone, and that was called the cornerstone. And without the cornerstone, all the other stones of that structure would, would crumble and be of no value without the cornerstone. And so Peter's like, you, you guys have rejected the cornerstone. You're rejecting the king. You're rejecting Jesus. All, all other stones are fine, but you're rejecting the cornerstone. The stone that you're rejecting is actually the most important fundamental stone. And the world, the, the world is rejecting the most important person they could ever have in their life, the Lord Jesus Christ. They're rejecting him. They want their money. They want their fun. They want their fame. They want their fortune. They want their cars, their material possessions. They want their job, their career. They want their sexual you know, pleasure. They want their pleasure, the pleasure of their stomach. Their God has become their belly that it, the Bible talks about, right? People just want their own selfish sinful, fleshly pleasures. They don't want God. They don't want to serve God. But Jesus Christ is the cornerstone. He's the most important part of your life. Without him, without Jesus, everything crumbles. He is the cornerstone. Jesus is the Lord of Lords. Jesus is the King of Kings. Jesus is the creator of all things visible and visible. Jesus Christ is God. He is God. Listen to Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, after I take a sip of my coffee. We read this passage, we hear this Bible verse a lot at Christmas time. This, of course, is the prophecy spoken through the prophet Isaiah 700 years before Jesus was actually born. 
So he spoke this prophecy and they the world had to wait 700 more years and then it came true. So there's a little word for you. Not every prophecy, not every promise comes true immediately. So just continue to wait on God. Anyways, Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, For unto us a child, speaking of Jesus, who would one day be born, unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government would be upon his shoulders, and his name, speaking of Jesus, will be called Wonderful Counselor and Mighty God. I'll stop right there. He's Mighty God. Jesus Christ is the Mighty God. He is the God, the living God that we need to bow our lives before. He's the king of all kings. Jesus Christ is God. Colossians chapter 2, verse 9, For in Christ lives all the fullness of God in a human body. So when Jesus came as a baby in a fleshly body, he, he was born and he lived for 33 years on planet Earth and then and then he laid his life down and he was crucified at the age of 33 years old. But Jesus lived that life in a human body and he resurrected back to life in a human body, in the same body with the nail pierced hands. You remember he, you know, he he went to then he went to Thomas after his resurrection and he showed himself to many people, the Bible says. He walked on earth for 40 more days after his resurrection and then he ascended to heaven. But while he was on earth in a human body, he actually approached um one of his disciples, Thomas. And Thomas, unfortunately, is known as Doubting Thomas. You may have heard that before because he says, I I won't believe unless I see the nail scars in your hands. And so Jesus showed him to so that Thomas would believe. And when Thomas saw that this truly was Jesus, Thomas said to Jesus in John chapter 20, verse 28, my Lord and my God. You, You don't just call any Joe Blow your God. Jesus was God and Thomas spoke those words and it's in scripture. God breathed scripture about Jesus, my Lord and my God. Jesus Christ is God. Now, before Jesus was crucified, uh, many of the people mocked Jesus. They mocked him as a king in mockery. I'm going to read this passage. This is really important stuff. Matthew chapter 27, verse 27 to 37 This is before Jesus was crucified. Some of the governor's soldiers took Jesus into their headquarters and called out the entire regiment. They stripped Jesus naked and put a scarlet robe on him. They wove thorn branches into a crown and shoved the crown onto his head. And they placed a reed stick in his right hand as a scepter. They're mocking Jesus as the king here. They... They strip him naked. They put a a, ro- a robe, you know, uh, uh, to 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 say, "Oh, here's your robe, King." They put a stick in his hand to say, "Here's your scepter, King." And then they shoved a crown of thorns into his skull, you know, which would be tremendously painful. And here's your crown, King. They're mocking him. And then they knelt down before him. The Bible says in mockery and taunted him, saying, "Hail, King of the Jews!" And they spit on him and grabbed the stick and struck him on the head with it. When they were finally tired of mocking Jesus, they took off his robe, put on his own clothes again, and they led him away to be crucified. 
verse 32. Along the way, they came across a man named Simon, who was from Cy- Simon, who was from Cyrene, and the soldiers forced him to carry Jesus' cross. And they went out to the place called Golgotha, which means the place of the skull. The soldiers gave Jesus wine mixed with bitter gall, but when he had tasted it, he refused to drink it. After they nailed Jesus to the cross, the soldiers gambled for his clothes by throwing dice, and then they sat around and kept guard as he hung there on the cross. A sign then, listen to verse 37, a sign was then fastened above Jesus' head announcing this charge against him. This is the charge in mockery that they're they're claiming to be the reason why he needs to be crucified. It read, this is Jesus, the king of the Jews. So they wouldn't accept the fact that Jesus was the king. They wanted to be king. And so now they're mocking him and killing him and spitting on him and putting a crown of thorns in his head, beating him with his uh, a, a stick called his reed. And now they put this sign above Jesus who's l- nailed on the cross. He's bleeding. He's in agony. He's dying a slow, agonizing death. And they're mocking him and they put a sign above him saying, this is Jesus, the king of the Jews. They mocked him as king. And thankfully, some received him as king, but the majority mocked him as king and did not receive him as the king. Philippians chapter 2, verse 9 through 11. Therefore, God has also highly exalted him, Jesus, and given Jesus the name above all names, that at the name of Jesus Christ, every knee should bow of those in heaven and on earth and of those under the earth and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God and Father. There will be a day where every single person will bow and declare that Jesus Christ is is Lord. Some will declare that to their eternal life. Some will declare that to eternal separation from God. But every person will declare that he is Lord. They will see, they will know that Jesus Christ is the King of all kings. Now, I want to close this podcast here with reading one more passage of scripture. Revelations chapter 19, verse 11 to 16. This is in reference to when Jesus will return one day. This is what the apostle John saw in his vision. And then he was told to write it down in the book of Revelation. This is chapter 19, verse 11 through 16. Listen to this powerful passage. Now I saw heaven open and behold a white horse. And he who sat on him was called faithful and true. This is speaking of Jesus. And in righteousness, he judges and makes war. His eyes were like a flame of fire and on his head were many crowns. He had a name written that no one knew except himself. He was clothed with a robe dipped in blood and his name is called the word of God. There it is again. Jesus is is called here again, the word of God. He's called here in Revelation, the word of God. He was called in the beginning of time in John chapter one, the word of God. Verse 14, and the armies in heaven clothed in fine linen, white and clean, followed him on white horses. Now out of his mouth goes a sharp sword that with it he would strike the nations and he himself will rule them with a rod of iron. He himself treads the winepress of the fierceness of the wrath of Almighty God. 
And he has on his robe and on his thigh a name written, King of kings and Lord of lords. Amen. Jesus came as a baby in the manger, but he was the king in that manger. Jesus rose from the dead as our risen king. Jesus then ascended to heaven as our exalted king. And Jesus currently rules and reigns in heaven over all earth as our heavenly king. And Jesus will return one day as our eternal king and Lord who will one day rule and reign all for all eternity. And we, the Bible says, will rule and reign with him for all eternity as our king. Amen? <laughs> that is amazing. All of those scriptures that I read, if you've made it this far through the podcast, and I hope you have, and I trust you have, all of those scriptures I read declare that Jesus Christ from beginning till the end, from the very beginning when he was known as the word till the very end when he returns with a sword in his mouth and fire in his eyes to judge the nations, to receive his people to unto himself, to be king for all eternity in the new heaven, on the new earth that he will create. He is the Lord. He's the creator of all things. Jesus Christ is King, not only at Christmas time, but it, every month, every week, every day of every year, Jesus Christ is the King of Kings. And your job and my job is to submit to his kingship, to trust him, to approach him with honor and worship and praise as our great God and King, who paid the price for our sin, who loves us with an everlasting undeserved love who forgives all of our sins to those who confess their sins. The Bible says he is faithful and righteous to cleanse us, to forgive us of all of our sin, to cleanse us of all of our unrighteousness, that he became sin for us. The Bible says in Corinthians, he took the, 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 the price that we had to pay. He took that price and paid it for us. He took our sins upon himself. Jesus, our King. It's amazing. And I submit to Jesus as my king. I unashamedly submit to Jesus Christ as my Lord, as my God, as my king. I bow before Jesus as my king. I worship Jesus as my king, not only at Christmas time, but every single day of my life. I thank the Lord for his mercy and his grace upon me. I thank God for his goodness towards me. I thank the Lord for his patience that he's shown to me over the years of my life. I love him. I love Jesus. I hope you love Jesus. I hope you are submitting your life, your marriage, your family to the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. It's in good hands. When you give everything to Jesus, man, you are safe. You are in good hands. So I hope that you're encouraged. I hope that you're challenged. I hope that you are strengthened in your faith in this message that Jesus is king. And once again, gentlemen, I just want, I don't know when you're listening to this. Uh, it might be before Christmas. It might be after Christmas. It might be on Christmas day. I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. I hope that you have the peace of the Holy Spirit at work in your life, guarding your heart, guarding your mind. I hope that the joy of the Lord is your strength. I hope that you can just find satisfaction and contentment and gratitude in all that Jesus has done for you, not in the gifts, not in the materialism, not in, you know, 
what packages are under the tree or what's in your in your stocking or all that stuff, all that good food. Enjoy that. Be grateful for that. But but let's be grateful for Jesus Christ, our King, especially this time of year at Christmas. Amen. So again, reach out to me. I'd love to connect with you standing on the front line at gmail.com. If you need prayer requests, I'll be praying for you. Um, again, this will be the last podcast until the new year. Again, uh, another reminder of the Frontline Men's Zoom prayer. If you're interested, wanting to be a part of that, I'll add your email to the uh, email list for that. Uh, connect with me on social media, Instagram and Facebook at the Frontline Men. And I hope again that you have a very Merry Christmas, that you enjoy some time off with your family and uh, and enter into a new year with expectation, believing God for his plan, his purpose in your life in 2023. So until the new year, gentlemen, God bless you. We'll talk to you then. Thanks for joining me on the front line. We're done here. Time to go. I hope that you were challenged, equipped, and encouraged to remain standing for Jesus, your marriages, your families, and the plans and purposes of God for your life. I am prepared. I'd love to connect with you. Follow the podcast on Facebook and Instagram at The Frontline Man. Follow me and you're in good company. Watch the podcast on YouTube. Watch it. And also email me questions, comments, or prayer requests at standingonthefrontline at gmail.com. I just want to talk. One more thing. If you could please leave me a review and rating on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, this would really help spread the word of the podcast to other listeners around the world. I'm looking for someone to share in an adventure. Until next time, gentlemen, keep standing, keep fighting for the glory of God. We stand ready.